Hello, my name is Rick Pearson. Welcome to Prophecy USA, a program specifically designed to unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. You know, Scripture says you have not because you ask not. And we get hundreds of emails from listeners who are asking us a multitude of very serious questions. So today, we're going to answer some of those questions. Stay tuned. Welcome back, folks. I have with me today uh, my beautiful wife, Karen. She's my best friend. She's my helpmate. And Karen, welcome to the show once again. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. You know, folks, we want to thank you for joining us. We thank you so much for your prayers, for your financial support. Your encouragement spiritually and financially means more than you know. Yes, we certainly do. And... Uh, Karen, we have multiple questions today from you, don't we? We do. So we're going to get right into that right now. Uh, but before we do that, I also want to thank everyone for your prayer support. We can feel your prayers. Doors are opening for us. Um, we have hundreds and hundreds of people writing us and thanking us for the show. Uh, and we've got some some people that are going to make some comments that have sent it in. We're going to read that. But we want to thank you so much for your financial support. Uh, without, without your help, we couldn't be doing this. So thank you once again. God bless you and, and God bless your families and, and the sacrifice that you're making to help us spread this word. Karen, what is our first question? Actually, I'd like to read this letter first. This is from Dr. Bao. And he wanted to um, encourage us. So he sent this, this message. Hello, First Lady Karen. I want you to know I've read your husband's book, The Hour That Changes Everything, three times. That is my measure of a good book, one that I can read multiple times and still get something from each time. I just wanted to encourage Rick to keep on keeping on and doing what he's doing. It's badly needed today. Churches are not preaching the whole counsel of God, and this is a message that people need to hear. I know you all are facing opposition, and I can't believe how patient your husband is with those who come on your site to just argue. I would not be able to handle them as well as he does. I know your husband is telling the truth. I can see it in his eyes and hear it in his voice. He's trying to reveal the truth to the church, and I'm not talking about bricks and mortar. He wants people to open their eyes and their ears. In any case, I just wanted to let you both know that I'm with you 100%. And if I can be of any help to your ministry, you just reach out. Wow. Thank you, doctor. Well, you know what? The thing that I find so intriguing is this doctor also has his uh, doctorate in theology. Yes. And he's a well-educated man. And here I am, a retired businessman, an ordinary guy who's had an extraordinary experience with God in 1986. 
And right before I received that revelation, I felt convicted in my heart to give 10% of my net worth to help medical missions because I wanted to, I wanted to solidify my relationship with God and keep my covenant strong with him. Then within seven days of releasing that money, of course, I had this revelation of America's role in Bible prophecy. So here I am now, 36 later, years later, we're on national TV, and we're hearing a highly educated doctor with a PhD in theology telling us how grateful he is for the word that we've been delivering. Folks, this is God, and this is exactly how he works. In Psalms 25, 14, it says, The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. God wants to speak to each and every one of us. And throughout history, God has used ordinary people to do extraordinary things. In 1 Corinthians 1, 26, it says, For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise... Not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and the base things of the world, and things which are despised, so that no flesh will glory in his presence. So thank you, doctor, for that word. Um, now, we also have s some information from him. Uh, well, he did, he did let us know that he was raised by his grandmother, that he had a very, very hard life. He uh, was bullied all throughout school, and he had to work really hard. But it was his relationship with the Lord and his godly grandmother who prayed for him and saw him through. And saw him through. It, that is wonderful. You know, it's so encouraging. That reminds me of the scripture in Revelations 12, 11, and it says, and they overcame him, overcame the enemy, overcame the resistance, overcame the opposition by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And that's, and quite, a testimony. that's quite a testimony. And everyone listening to our broadcast, each one of you have a testimony. Each one of you have a personal relationship with God. And we want to encourage you in this day and hour on God's prophetic time clock to get as close to God as you can on a personal level. So um, if you don't have a test, you can't have a testimony. <laughs> That's right. A gospel singer years ago wrote a song. If you didn't have a problem, you'd never know God could solve them. So miracles only happen when nothing else will work. Sometimes God lets certain things happen so that we will come in and press towards him and he will release his hand of deliverance for our benefit. And then you know that you know that you know. So if you're going through things, folks, I want you to press in, press into God. This man's testimony is one of millions of people who've had encounters with God and other people may not understand you, but it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is your relationship with God. Now, we, got, we have more uh, questions coming, so just stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back.
History records that the greatest exodus in the Bible was led by Moses. But according to scripture, another exodus is coming. It's bigger, better, and is beyond any other mystery that is contained in scripture. But how does the United States of America play a pivotal role in this unfolding mystery? Prophecy USA is proud to present the latest book by Rick Pearson, The Coming Exodus, Unveiling America's Future. This exciting and timely new book is coming soon. And now, when you send a gift of $35 or more, plus shipping and handling, you will receive the book, The Coming Exodus, Unveiling America's Future, as soon as it's available. Call today, 1-888-306-1759, or visit prophecyusa.org to be one of the first this October to unravel one of the greatest mysteries in Scripture. Welcome back, folks. Uh, Karen and I are answering questions today from our TV viewing audience and from our Bible study podcast we have every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Karen, what is our next question? This question is from Robert, and he said, Rick, isn't Europe far worse than America in terms of moral perversion and decay? Could one say that Europe is the Babylon of Revelation? And that was from Robert. From Robert. Uh, Robert, the traditional thinking has always been that Babylon would rise up out of the uh, European common market. And our book and our study guide address this issue from a scriptural viewpoint. Now, traditional prophecy and prophecy teachers have always speculated that, that Babylon would rise up during the tribulation period. Yes. Uh, where the Antichrist would rule from. Because the Antichrist has 10 kings, which represent 10 nations or 10 geographical regions, uh, they speculated that the European common market or the old Roman Empire would have 10 nations join them to fulfill prophecy. Uh, they studied the image of King Nebuchadnezzar and they saw the 10 toes and they surmised that the two legs were East and West Roman Empire, which is what we believe that's what it stands for. Mm -hmm. And that they would eventually morph into 10 nations somewhere over there in Europe. So this would become the new world order according to them in their interpretation. But currency, cur current prophecy teachers still hold that speculation and they'll tell you that America is not in scripture. These are the same folks who are, are giving me a little bit of resistance in my interpretation of Scripture. But the European common market now has 21 countries and six monarchies, totaling 27 nations. So that biblical speculation has pretty well been debunked with the concept that the old Roman Empire is Babylon the Great during the tribulation period. So... We give you these facts. First of all, the beast does not control Babylon. Babylon controls him or polices over him. That's in Revelation 17, 3. I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. She's kathami, the word's kathamia. She is policing over him. 
Then Babylon does not sit on the beast during the tribulation. She does that before the beast comes into power. And that's in Revelation 17, 12. The ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, or ten regional divisions, which have not received a kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. So Babylon exists before the beast arrives with his ten regional governance around the world. Thirdly, the beast does not build Babylon. He doesn't build a city to rule from. He literally deposes Babylon the Great by fire in order to take dominion and power over the earth. So in Revelation 17, 16, it says, In the ten horns which thou saw upon the beast, they will hate the woman, and she'll make her desolate and naked, and she'll eat her flesh and burn her with fire. So these are all time sequences, folks, that no one's ever taught for 2,000 years. But there's never been a nation that's met all 53 descriptions of Babylon until now. So there's over 100 scriptures giving us 53 descriptions of Babylon the Great, and the United States of America meets every one. And those are just five of the 53 that I just told. But the time sequence, um, number one, the woman, or this Babylon the Great, here's some, some, some of the uh, descriptions. Her national icon is described as a woman. She's the richest, most powerful nation in the world. She polices the seven continents of the world. She's raised up as a golden cup in the hand of the Lord, only to fill it with the shedding of innocent blood, which defiles her covenant with God. And then she loses her moral compass, producing a reprobate society that defies the Judeo-Christian moral protocol of Scripture. Jeremiah and Isaiah both prophesied that she would look just like Sodom and Gomorrah before she's destroyed. Christians within Babylon are warned in the, of the coming judgment by both the written word, come out of her, my people, be not partaker of her sins nor of her plagues, but also by the word of God. So the prophets in the Bible warn us to come out of her, be not participants. And Karen, we believe that our ministry is one of those voices that are used to unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. Babylon will not exist in the commercial form throughout the tribulation period, but she will exist in a religious form throughout the tribulation period. In other words, the mindset of the new world order that's coming together, it's here now. It's here in North America. It's from secular humanists that don't want God. That same mindset of religious Babylon will continue on. But commercial Babylon, according to this book, must be deposed before the new world order comes into power. That time sequence is pretty clear. The time sequences are all here. And I urge some of you traditional thinkers 
before you write us questions that we've already answered in our book and in our study guide, please, by all means, check out the verses in Scripture that pinpoint who and where Babylon exists on God's prophetic time clock. Because it's all in this book. It's hidden wisdom for such a time as this to be exposed and to, and to know where we are on God's prophetic time clock. Now we have some more questions coming right after this break. Hello folks. Karen and I would like to personally thank you, our prayer partners and our monthly supporters who are helping us spread God's word concerning America's role in Bible prophecy. In order to help you reach friends and other loved ones with this teaching, please listen to this very special message. In these end times, it is more important than ever to reach the lost. That's why Rick and Karen Pearson have assembled all of their teaching into this powerful study kit. For a gift of just $200 plus shipping and handling, Prophecy USA will send you a free study kit of five books, five study guides, and a DVD teaching aid discussing each chapter. Or for a gift of just $375 plus shipping and handling, you will receive a free study kit of 10 books, 10 study guides, and two DVD teaching aids. Call today at 1-888-306-1759 or visit us online at prophecyusa.org to send your gift and begin sharing these important prophetic teachings. Welcome back, folks. We're answering multiple questions concerning America's role in Bible prophecy. Karen, uh, we, we have that podcast every Thursday. Folks, don't forget to tune in and you can send us our questions. But we're going to answer some questions right now. We have one from a fellow Canadian. Yes, he says, fellow Canadian here. And he was writing it regarding episode 19, which is destroying false prophecy about America. What are your thoughts that the woman of Babylon is an evil world system controlled by the Antichrist during the last days before Jesus' return? I found this on two online question answer sites and another third online question site says Mystery Babylon is the Roman Catholic Church. Okay, this, this is once again uh, traditional theology um, from the past for the last 2,000 years. And we, we basically just answered that question on the last question, but let me reiterate some things. Uh, based on Scripture uh, and the prophecy we just showed you, that commercial Babylon manifests before the tribulation begins, she's a covenant nation, commercial Babylon, that God raises up and polices the world, but she falls into spiritual darkness because she breaks her covenant with God. And at that point, according to scriptural descriptions of commercial Babylon, she falls into darkness. Isaiah 47, 5 says, Sit thou silent, get thee into darkness, O Babylon, daughter of the Chaldeans, for thou, hast no, thou shalt no more be called the lady of kingdoms. Okay, Revelation 18, 2 says, Babylon the great is fallen, fallen, and become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit. So listen very carefully what I'm saying here. When it says the daughter of the Chaldeans, Chaldeans is the ethnic people from 600 BC 
that ruled during the time of Nebuchadnezzar. They were the Chaldeans. But that word is also referred to in the Bible commentaries as wanderer, wanderers, astrologers, and demon spirits. The demon spirits that were in ancient Babylon, 2000 BC, when Nimrod and his wife created Baal worship and child sacrifice, those spirits did not die when those people died. These same demons manifested in 605 BC to fulfill prophecy when they raised up Nebuchadnezzar and convinced him to throw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into a burning fiery furnace. Now God allowed that to happen so that he could get glory when the fourth man appeared and it was assigned to the king and to the nations as described by King Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel 3. He said, I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the high God has wrought towards me. How great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. Folks, we're not, we're not in a war here with flesh and blood. We are warring against something totally different, something we can't see. Now, when Nebuchadnezzar died and Babylon eventually fell, those demons did not die. They're still here. And they're fulfilling prophecy in latter-day Babylon the Great. They have instigated Baal worship, child sacrifice, and every immoral activity fulfilling prophecy stating that Babylon would be as Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah 50.40 and Isaiah 13.19 said, Babylon shall be as Sodom and Gomorrah. Remember, a spirit is a thought, an attitude, or an opinion that the Bible calls a stronghold. Demonic strongholds always exalt themselves above the word of this book. Religious Babylon is founded upon demonic spirits. They're sent to kill, steal, and destroy whoever they are working through. Now, when a person yields himself to those strongholds, eventually it will cause their destruction. And these spirits will also bring judgment to the nation that they're working through as they did to every nation in the Bible who came against God's people. So unless, of course, God's people were in sin, then God would use pagan nations to judge God's nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. And that's what he did with Nebuchadnezzar. He raised him up to judge his own people. Because the Bible says, to whom much is given, much is required. If you're in relationship with God, you have a higher standard of living. Secular humanism today is fighting the church. It's rampant in America, and it's trying to take her down. Commercial Babylon is not religious Babylon. It's just a manifestation in the natural of what's happening in the spirit realm. So when you see what's happening in America, realize we're not fighting with flesh and blood, but those spirits operate through flesh and blood. That's how they manifest their presence. 
and they strike out against the laws of God. Now, we've already learned that Babylon will be destroyed by God, by the Antichrist, in Revelation 17, 16, at the beginning of the tribulation, and it will take one hour. However, those demons will not be destroyed when they fulfill their plan in Babylon. They will continue on in the tribulation, seeking their control over the world. Now, we've already studied the seven groups of believers, uh, some before the rapture, uh, before the rapture takes place, and several of those groups embrace the Babylonian religions of child sacrifice, immorality, and they do not follow this word. They follow the herd of popular, popular culture. So instead of the church going into all the world to effect change with the Word of God, Babylon comes into the church to effect change and defies the Word. So now if the Pope or believers in the Catholic Church or any of the 31,000 Protestant denominations walk away from the Word to embrace a Babylonian protocol, they probably will be used to embrace the one world religion that follows the Antichrist and his 10 kingdom new world order. But our job before the rapture takes place is to keep our eyes on the word and fulfill this word. Religious Babylon will continue on through a religious system, but commercial Babylon will be taken out which is why God says in Revelation 18, 4, come out of her, my people, that you be not partaker of her sins, that you receive not of her plagues. So, yes, anyone who walks away from God and covenant will help form the new world religion. But if you stay in the word, you will bypass that through the, through the rapture and you will, you will not go into the tribulation period. Mm -hmm. So commercial Babylon is an entity before the tribulation takes place, before the Antichrist rises, he destroys her, and then we go into the tribulation. Religious Babylon continues, but commercial Babylon it's is gone. no more. And that's when the one world currency will come in as well. Overnight. The, the four horses, the white horse, will, will conquer. The other nations, they will agree. The red horse will come. They will declare war. The black horse will come. The money change will overnight. And then pestilences will cover the earth. And those are the first four riders of the apocalypse that are coming. Mm -hmm. So stay in the word, folks. He wishes above all things that we prosper and be in health. And he has promised us an open door that no man can shut. We don't know the day or the hour, but make your day count with walking with God, doing unto others, be kind, be courteous, be forgiving. This is what God requires of us. Good word, Rick. And you know what, Karen? Unfortunately, we're out of time. So I was a little long-winded on that, but I wanted to answer that question. Folks, thank you so much for joining us. This is Rick and Karen Pearson from Prophecy USA, and we are reminding you 
that Jesus Christ is alive and he's coming back much sooner than many people realize. Thanks for watching. See you next week. Shalom.